The season of saying no. Sometimes life is crazy, man. It gets wild. And being a modern day man, being a modern day hunter gatherer, an entrepreneur, a savage requires you sometimes to say no to things. Sometimes it requires you to do things that you don't want to do. Sometimes it requires you to go places you don't want to go. Sometimes it allows you to do things you do want to do. Sometimes it allows you to be places and with people that other people do not get the opportunity to do. And I had the lovely opportunity to go to Vegas recently with some friends. It was really cool. We went down, me and Sam linked up. I flew out from Cali. He flew out from uh, Texas. And we met in the city of Sin. Uh, And we went on Easter weekend, which is really, that's a very interesting place to go on Easter weekend. But we had a fun time. We saw some, saw some different things. And, uh, you know, Vegas is one of those places, man, where when you go, it's like, you just go, you just don't know what you're going to expect. And it's, it's just like, it's this whole, if you've never been, it's this whole adult Disneyland I mean, I'm sure most of our listeners have seen pictures of Vegas or have been or at least have seen a video or a movie. Adult Disneyland with titties and marijuana. Yeah, I mean, now they have weed there. Like, it's just crazy, right? It's just a new, it's just a brand new experience. How was your time? I I like Vegas, dude, but the thing is, it's always the same thing. When we're planning Vegas, we get super hype. The testosterone kicks in. We're talking about all these things we want to do, but you know that the second you get there, within 20 hours, 20 to 30 hours of being in that fucking hellhole of a desert, you want to go home. Like, there's nothing to do after a certain amount of time. Like, you you either run out of money, you either deteriorate your brain brain cells to the point where you just can't drink anymore, or it just simply just, like, there's just too much degeneracy where, like, you kind of hit a wall. And I feel like if you You do it all at once, when you hit it all at the same time, it's just like there's no longevity in that. Like I don't know how people yeah. live there in their penthouses for like weeks on end. Like I would die. Yeah, that's wild to me. Like people that do multiple weeks in Vegas, I think it's a – I mean I think on one hand is definitely like a finance thing, right? If you have the bankroll to fund your expenditures, then you can do stuff like you can go to shows. You can go to a bunch of different restaurants. You can, uh, you know, sightsee a little bit. There's obviously a lot of cool things to see in Vegas. They have <clears throat> art installations. They have – zoos they have private rooftop pools they have a bunch of stuff but yeah i mean i think for my experience so far like vegas for me is like a two-day thing (laughs) yeah like i want to like when we went this last time we went i know you went a day early or left a day early but we were like saturday flew in sunday monday tuesday flew out and tuesday i don't really count as a day but man i definitely could have done without monday (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always one of those things when I, when I lived in California or when I am in California, because it's so close, like I always try to consider a 24 hour Vegas send. Like if I'm in the vicinity, 24 hours is perfect. Like fly in there, 7 PM, 8 PM, wearing your suit, you have your yeah. fucking reservations, you got your fucking club booked off, you go have a nice dinner, you play the tables a little bit, you go see a cool DJ, you get absolutely fucking sent, you gamble a little bit more. And by the time you wake up fucking Saturday morning or the next morning and it's like 10, 11 a.m. and you're checking out, you're not really like, I don't know, dude. Like at that you're point, you're, you're just like, 
there's not much you, you want to really do. You've pretty much done everything. You've drank. You've probably smoked. You've gambled. You went to the club. It's not even been like 15 hours. Like at that point, you, you, you better go home. Yeah, I think Vegas is just like a weird place where as soon as you have gained some insight into your own needs for, you know, productivity, being successful, making sure you're stacking wins, being healthy, being mindful, being abundant, you know, a lot of these things that we talk about on the podcast, um, Vegas is a tough place to be because there are few people in Vegas that are winning and the people that are really winning in Vegas are the business establishments because they are in oh. some of the heavily, most heavily trafficked areas in Make it the a killing. world. And I'm thinking about even some of these fucking side stand ass wiener schnitzel hut places, bro. Yeah. They're still getting, yeah. I mean, between if they're, if they stay open between the hours of 11 PM to 3 AM, they're going to get the amount of traffic that, a normal drive-through gets probably in a full Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. Dude, the real estate—I just saw something there. Like the real estate's dumb. Like anything around the strip, like it's selling like twenty x the average price of what like lots go, commercial lots go, and other places. And this is a reason because the foot traffic, people are going there. Conferences are held in Vegas. Like they, they make a killing, dude. And they there's always there's a way to do Vegas. And I the reason why I like Vegas there's is a strategy. Me, there's a strategy. Yeah, like I, I, I like Vegas, but there's a way to do it. Like, and it's funny, every time that I go, um, you know, as with a group, you know, or like I have plans, I'm going with like a significant other or something like that. You have to be smart about how you plan it and how you do it. And you can't go in there because it's very easy. Go in there and spend a fuck ton of money. You could go oh, to yeah. Vegas, not know what you're doing, and come out like down like five six grand like easy yeah easy yeah but if yeah. you know what's up and we're very fortunate enough that you know we live very close growing up we've been probably over 15 20 times you and yeah. i like, i think since we your parents kids. have been as well my parents have been like a lot they used to go a lot yeah there's a thing to do back so. in the 90s early 2000s whatever like just to go because like our proximity well, I feel like the, the idea place. of just like staying in a staying in a hotel that's not go crazy. to the pool yeah yeah, like there's definitely a way to do Vegas that's not like horrendous. I think the wait, like what you said, the the way that people get really like caught up in some gnarly shit is like, right? They wake up on Saturday morning, they're a little hungover from Friday night, like it was kind of some craziness. They don't really know, like a little bit of a hazy memory, and they're like, okay, let's go get breakfast. Boom, hundred dollar bill. Now they're gonna gamble a little bit. Boom, that's two, three hundred. Maybe while they're gambling, then they're gonna go see a little show. The tickets were. 250 a ticket boom now they're gonna go get a little lunch you know because they're hungry they got the gordon ramsay reservation so that's another hundred and then they're gonna be like going back gambling more okay maybe he's getting a little tipsy now he's getting those henny crans at the table blackjack is not hitting the way he thought it was so he's like betting big to try a credit line then next thing you know they're like let's go to strip house they're getting the they're getting the hundred dollar steaks they're 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 chefing it up. Then all of a sudden they're like, okay, we need a bottle. Like it's, it's pretty wild. I think the amount that you can spend, I mean, Shane and I were my younger brother, Shane, for those of you guys on the podcast who don't know who Shane is. Um, we were walking through Costco yesterday and Shane was like, Oh, you know, a million dollars. If you got a million dollars from the lottery, yada, yada, it wouldn't mean that much cause you can't live on it. 
which is something that he said before, which I agree with somewhat, and I also disagree with somewhat. But that's beside the point. The point is that uh, I was like, the quickest way to lose a million dollars is this. You could literally lose any amount of money at any given time if you just go to Vegas and bet on red and it hits black. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, bro. You can literally take a million dollars, put it on red, and it hits black and you just lost a million dollars in one in what like that's the quickest way to lose it. It has to be. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you'd have to find a casino that has. I'm sure the high limit stakes has some kinds of, you know, swap for for that. But yeah, dude, it's just it's sad, bro. Like you, you even see some of these people in the high limit places, you know, playing like 25 grand a hand. Like that's fucking gnarly, bro. Like, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, there's surely people that are blown through at least six figures. I think if not, probably every once in a while somebody who does blow through seven. I mean, if you win a 25G hand and you double, you get 50Gs. That's pretty good, right? Like, you're, yeah. you're, that's, that's nice. But then it's the same thing as winning a $25 hand. Exactly. Then having exactly. $50. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's it, I, scale. I think, exactly. I think about like the times where I play 25 minimum table, I buy in for three, 400, and I can turn the $25 into a rack. Yep. And it's funny because it's like it's the same concept as if you were playing with twenty five thousand dollars chips. Like if you had that much bankroll, yep, you go. It could go one of two ways. You could run it, it could up. Go one of two ways. You go run it up, or you could just you, you could lose money really quickly. Point yeah. being, Vegas is very healthy in selective doses. I'm glad that mm -hmm. we don't have uh, fucking gambling problems to the points where we are, uh, are are chained to those casinos and to those kinds of lifestyles. But it's good to go and check it out with the boys, especially. We were there on business, partly, you know, working on yep, working yep. on some stuff. So it was a little it was live to... work trip, which was really nice. That yeah. I thought that was really nice. I think the there's always a balance, right? And I think that's what the that's what the significance of this idea of being able to say no to things is is your you need to strike a balance. If I say no to every single thing, then I am an asshole, kind of like if every single time somebody says you want to do something, I say no. If every single time. Somebody asks for my help, I say no. If every single time, you know, all this kind of stuff, I say no, then I'm just rejecting, rejecting, rejecting. But in yeah. the same way, if I say yes to everything, then there's not much left for me, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I think, like, being able to say no, I mean, I think, like, we were talking about this before the pod, like, the whole season of no idea and, like, how you, you know, Sometimes you go into some peaks in your peaks and valleys in your life, and 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 you don't necessarily, um, you have to make you have to make yourself a priority, and it's okay to say no to things around you, even if even if it's your friends, even if it's your significant other. Like, I think like when the intention's there of why you're saying no, you're not just saying no to say no. You're saying no because there's like a, a solid, like resolute reason why you, you can you can you can give them that reason. You don't even have to give them that reason. But re realistically, I think it's all about making time for yourself and not making yourself feel stressed sure. out. I think oftentimes, I think um, a common thing we talk about is given our, you know, our day-to-days, you know, businesses we're running, obligations we have, relationships we have, whatever, um, it's either goes one of two ways where you wake up and you feel on top of the world and in control and 7, 8 p.m. rolls around and you're like, damn, I did so much today. Or the opposite, where you still have a you know decent like start to the day, but six seven p.m. rolls around and you're like, holy fuck, today like these days are so fucking quick. Like I didn't have enough time in the day, and it's it's an interesting switch because when you focus the um, 
when you when you make the focus yourself and like you you are the priority, you realize like a lot of the times you could cut out excess activity, uh, which gives you just more time back. And I feel like we don't really like give ourselves that that grace to to mm-hmm. you know be be what we want to be. I think we're we're drawn to others so much, and it's like this really weird like like obligation we have to others um, to do things, but it's almost like it's okay. To, it's like not even like from being like a dick. It's about just like being being your own resolute self. And I think like that's something that, you know, we talked about and I think going into this like summer um, and we've just been kind of exhibiting just ourselves. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, we could be doing with our time. There's a lot of, you know, uh, as we say, distractions, if you, if you will, that For derail sure. people from reaching their goals. I mean, it's very easy, but I think at the end of the day, like if, if you don't want to partake in something, you have complete unequivocal will to, um, to say no and, mm-hmm. and for, for, for your own reasons, you know? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. What's funny is that the act of doing that while we were talking about like it can, you know, cause a lot of maybe some guilt on the person who's saying no's end because you're like, shit, like I'm, this person's asking me for something, for whatever it is, and I have to say no to them. And then you think, okay, well, they're not going to really like me then if I say no, right? I think the crazy part is that if you're, and I've experienced this, I'm experienced, like we've talked about this, I'm experiencing this right now a little bit with the amount of ventures that I'm trying to partake of. Um, But when you're spread too thin, it's really hard for you to like give your best version of yourself to the people you're with when you are with them. So then it sucks even more because you're like, well, of the time that I did then interact, you basically heard me talk about how spread thin I am. And then there wasn't a, there wasn't like a meaningful interaction there of you being like, Oh, this guy's in good spirits. He's positive. He's, he's loving life. It's more like, Oh, like this person's like getting burned at both ends. So I think it's interesting because when you do invest that time in yourself, you end up being like a lot more fun for people to be around. And then that time that they, you know, want to be around you, maybe you do have a little bit more leverage of saying no, because you're a high value person that, that, you know, that people enjoy being around. If you're yeah. a low value person that people don't enjoy being around and you say no to something, people are just going to be like, okay, fine. I just want to invite you to the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think you can relate to this. I think that in a given day, you and I both have, um, a lot of people that, you know, we show up for. And I think like, it's very, it's very evident that when our energy is kind of pulled away from that, I mean, we are like natural born leaders in our own ways, running our own things, you know, running our sure. own ventures, all those good things. But it's very hard too. like when you are that face, when you have people have that reliance on you, when people need things from you when you wake up every day and people are like reliant on you into a certain degree. It's like, yeah. whether it's through business, work, relationships, it's really hard to be like, fuck, like I need to put myself first t- through this too. And like, how does that For look sure. optically? But For um, sure. I think, like, a big thing, like, for me that I've been, you know, focusing on more is, like, just as much as it doesn't really sound sexy, it's just just good old work. And I think when you want to really focus and dive into work, um, on a, like, literally, like, I mean, like, no distractions work. I think, like, you can agree that, most people can agree that if you are actually tunnel vision in your work, you'll just be, like, in blocks of time. And blocks of time, obviously, in a shorter scale looks like, you know, 90 minutes with a followed by a break. But I'm talking more sure. so, like flow states of time between like 60 to 90 days at a time and then sure you know you know derailing I feel like that's how you really get ahead in terms of like 
if you have like a concrete goal you're trying to strive for. And like, I feel like right now with like my career, like my finances, like my, my business, like my health, like I have a lot of things that I just feel like you need to just put your head down and, and do like it's just like work that just needs to be yeah. done. And yeah. there's a lot of distractions of people around me that, um, it's tough, man. I mean, like I, I have like people in lifetime, like asked me to go get fucked up on the weekends. I have people asking yeah. me to go fly out to random ass places and do some degenerate ass shit and sh- yeah. you know, shove drugs up my ass and do whatever. <laughs> it's like, and it's like, I'm, I'm literally just trying to like be a, like a fucking wholesome person and just like work yeah. and be like a man of God. Like, it's very interesting. Like having that shift, maybe when I was like 19, 20, 21, I was chasing some other kinds of highs, but now very um, intrinsic and very like just trying to like you know, strive for excellence. And like, you know, as we all are, I mean, I think that's like a big cornerstone of what we talk about in this podcast. It's like striving for excellence, being the best version of yourself, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, the other ones don't end well, bro. Like no, the other, no. the other pursuits, like if you're like, I'm going to just, I'm going to just spend from, from age 20 to age 29. Like I'm going to spend every weekend trying to get as fucked up as I can. Like I promise you, you're not going to look good when you're 29, bro. No, you're going to be fucking on some ragged vibes. You're going to be... Bro, I know like people. A beat-ass dude. Probably, like... It just is... It's a bad look. No, it's horrible. I, I literally see people right now, and it's really scary. I mean, granted, I'm only 25. Very fucking blessed uh, to be 25 years young. But I know people that are, quote-unquote, my peers slash people in, you know, similar career paths, industries, whatever, business, you know, degrees, like, just like, just like me. Yeah, and yeah, maybe yeah. a few years older than me bro like they're like maybe like in their like coming up on their 30s and like in like in my mind i'm thinking 30s like okay like have solid financial foundation like get ready to fucking support a family like be there for your parents like thinking about like what would a primal 30 year old male like two thousand years ago literally have kids bro right yeah that's what i'm I'm saying like (laughs) you'd be supporting your family but i'm seeing 30 year olds now with these fucking really nice jobs with these really nice apartments with these maybe even really nice cars and even nice girlfriends and bro like the pursuit is is wild to me. It's literally just doing ketamine and getting fucking blacked out on a Friday. And it's like, these people, like, I don't think they realize, like, I think it's funny. I saw this one interview with Jordan Belfort back and he said, they asked him back in like uh, the 30s or when he was in his thir- early 30s, he said, you know, Jordan, you're 35. Like, you know, you're obviously young, but like, you look really good. Like, you look like you're like in your 20s. Like, why is that? And he said, you want to know a secret? All my friends, they fucking kept drinking, drinking specifically, and that is what fucked them up. Every weekend they went out from when we were in Wall Street, starting out all the way until, you know, now they're still going out and it ruined them. And I'm thinking about these 30-year-olds where they still have the looks, they still got the organs intact, but they don't realize that these years following now, like, it just goes faster, bro. Like, 30 to 35, like, it's going to go fast if you're still drinking every single weekend. For sure. I'm not saying don't go drink, bro. I am a big advocate of getting fucked up. You and I love a nice tequila on the rocks, like with the sure. boys. Like we Monday not, night I, in Vegas, I was literally. I I think I I'm pretty sure that I got the closest to alcohol poisoning <laughs> that I ever have. I literally. This is a warning for all of the Do Nothing podcast listeners. If you are, if you're, if you're, if it's a Monday night and you're in Vegas. And you think to yourself, well, we have a flight tomorrow, but I might as well have fun for the tonight's the last night. And you go down to the general store and you see that they have cut waters, oh. lime, margarita, and strawberry. They're delicious. And you get those, you get two limes and a strawberry, because you think, well, that's like six shots total. That should that should probably be pretty much do it. You go upstairs, you drink them, you realize as you're drinking them, these are 
these are horrible. These are like horrible for me. These are full of sugar for sure. Carbonated. You feel like you're a balloon. And then your friend starts basically <laughs> giving you the rum ones. <laughs> the fucking. Oh no. The rum cut waters. The, uh, Oh my God, bro. The Mai Tais? The, the Mai Tais, the Mai Tais, the Mai Tais. Do not mix the Mai Tai cut waters with the margarita cut waters. Yeah. Do not Those mix. Those are like 14%, bro. Yeah, and the Mai Tai ones on the back say like two plus shots. It's very mm. ambiguous. It's like, this could be, there could be 10 in here. You don't know. Jesus. You could have hit in the, you could have hit, if you if you play like card games in the packs, you could have hit the ultra rare, bro. You could have, you could have hit the can that had ten shots in it. Jesus Christ! And you're smoking on it. You're dehydrated. Oh, oh, I was. Oh my gosh! I had to finish the pen. No. Yeah, yeah. You're flying yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah You yeah, had to yeah, kill yeah, that yeah, wax. Yeah, 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 bro, no, it was interesting. It was a. It was wild. It was rough. See, but that being said, you we can enjoy do that. it. But yeah, like, can. I can do that, and then totally fine on Tuesday. Be like, okay, that was my one for the year. Yeah. Or that was my one for the month or for the quarter or whatever. The, the issue is that when it becomes your one for the week, it becomes yeah. a bad it that's a bad deal. That's horrible, dude. That's horrible. And it's so it's so sad because I see it in lifetime where obviously that Vegas example is very extreme and you know, it's ultimate degeneracy and obviously a good time, but I think a yeah. lot of people on a shorter scale, I mean I live in Austin, Texas, and it's funny the big thing that me and my girlfriend were talking about was how we love Austin and obviously you know, we're, we're going to probably stay here, obviously, for a little bit longer. You might come out here. Like, it's a good mm-hmm. place to live, obviously. Not, not, no, no shade to the place, but I feel like Austin um, culture, at least, is really, really heavily centered around drinking. Like, it's almost like mm-hmm. when you first move here, like, you're going out four or five nights a week because that's just like what it's like the a thing bar is. town. It's a bar town. Yeah. We got a college here. Yeah. You got a lot of like, it's Texas, bro. People, I kind of got there. that vibe when I got there. Yeah. So it's interesting because everything is like, oh, let's go get a drink or let's go to happy hour. It's very like New York in the sense that it's like drinks or like the cultural like like bridge to like basically bring people into like this like, okay, this is a safe space. But mm-hmm. um, but it's weird because I, you know, in Austin, like it's, it's a very big drinking town. I feel like a big thing that I'm seeing is that, you know, obviously people have been here moved here and they've experienced life here but i see so many people that have even been here for for years and they'll be on the kick of like oh i think i want to maybe quit drinking or maybe i want to kind of take take a break or something like that and you know i've I've been kind of vocal now about it how i don't really i have it written on my wall like only get drunk on like special occasions you know like really drunk so it's like celebrate yeah, bro, just trying to be mindful about it. Like, it's not like I'm, I'm going to be one of those, like, assholes that's like, oh, don't drink. But no, dude, I'm going to fucking drink. Drink some good shit, too, but not, like, all the time. And I think that's the, that's the vibe that I've been trying to carry out. It just helps me. Like, I don't want to be fucking hungover shit when I'm trying to get my work done on a Saturday morning, Sunday morning. Like, I'm trying to use all those hours where people are hungover as leverage. Just, like, stack that against, um, you know, everyone else that's just fucking in bed, hungover, and dehydrated. But it's interesting because while... Um, that has been like the vibe that I've been putting out. A lot of people are like, oh yeah, I really respect that. You know, like I think I, I'm probably gonna like quit drinking too, or like I'm gonna like li- like lay back. Like I, I'm not asking people to do that around me, but people will like immediately have that reaction because they, they immediately think about what they're doing and they're like, oh, you know, maybe it's fucked up what I'm doing. But in reality, it doesn't really matter what you do. It's like, if you intrinsically think you're okay and you're happy and you're healthy, that's fine. But what I think is very interesting is, especially with like the drinking thing or like, those kind of looping mentalities, people know they have a problem, 
but then like and they'll vocally be like yeah like i think i should probably change that problem but then they won't like actually stick to it and it's very interesting because mm-hmm. it's like you just see behavior patterns play out over and over and over again and i can just see how it'd be a very slippery slope especially with something with alcohol it's like dude like it's it's too you know easy. what i think it is it's too easy gonna, it's too I'm, easy I'm, i obviously i know that these things are obviously some people struggle with these things and they can be quite extreme so if you obviously are somebody who is struggling with it in an extreme way you you should definitely seek professional help. That would be the best thing to do in that scenario. Um, but I think replacing the habit, I think that's a big thing people don't do. It's a big thing with, like, even with um, with personal training and fitness and stuff, like, with dieting. So it, the, 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 the mentality kind of goes like this. Let's say that I have Bob, and Bob loves to freaking rip Marg's on Saturday nights. Just gets obliterated on Saturday nights. I like Bob. He's a good guy. <laughs> I would suggest to Bob, he could do one of two things. He could either replace the activity on Saturday night with something that's going to be of equivalent enjoyment, but it's not going to be with margaritas, which, you know what I mean, that's kind of tough to do because that takes a lot of discipline. Or he could sign up for a jujitsu class at 9 a.m. on Sundays. Yeah. And if he does that... Definitely. Enough times, he will not drink margaritas on Saturday nights to the point of where he is obliterated because then Sunday mornings will not be pleasant for him. So I think kind of like you can kind of help yourself out by almost replacing a negative with a positive and making sure that that positive is, is positioned in a way where it restricts the ability of the negative to occur. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot you can do for yourself when it comes to just reprogramming. And I think like that, I was talking to someone about this, I forget who, but it's funny, even when I first moved here, I mean, I've been programmed, like it's just programming. Since 17, 16, like when we were in high school, we started drinking or else like not, not necessarily just drinking, but just going out and being social. Obviously, it was the social aspect of of you know life that was exciting for us at a young age but then it's paired with alcohol drugs all that kind of stuff which kind of layers on top makes you inebriated yada yada um i think like you're programmed to like want to like have those things on a friday saturday because you feel like that's where you're gonna have the social interactions it's where you're gonna have acceptance it's where you're gonna have friendship da 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 so it's funny because i remember moving to austin and i mean I, i i had a couple friends here but I just remember, like, the first week I was here, like, I literally just moved here, and it was just, like, this, like, thing that would kick in, and I remember I would have this in college all the time. Friday, like, 6, 7 p.m. would roll around. I had I would have no plans for the evening. I would not know what I would be doing. I'd probably be at the gym working out or finishing up work, whatever, and there would be this, like, looming anxiety in my stomach, like, where are we going tonight? Like, what's happening? What are the moves tonight? Like, Interesting. What- and and yeah. obviously with that was, like, where are we boozing? Like, where's the booze? Where, where are the girls? Like, what's, gotcha, what's happening? Yeah. And it's, yeah. like, this programming where it's, like, that's so bad because then I would realize I'd catch myself, like, two years ago, like, just going out to go out. Like, and even... I mean, I've countless amount of benders that I would go, go out for no reason, like just go out for six days straight, just drinking tequila, like like it was nobody's business. But for what? Like just yeah, and like for what? It's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. And like I feel like maybe now, as I've gotten older and maybe like done those things, like people won't believe me when I tell them that like like it's it, it, we we're talking about this, dude. We we're talking about this the other night. We we're talking about how. When you're in Vegas and dude, we drink so I did the math. Like we did a lot of fucking damage on those bottles. Like we drank like five, six bottles like the first night. 
and that we was like a oh, ignorant amount of alcohol. That was a, that was a lot of alcohol, right? And like what I'm saying is the amount of alcohol that we drank, like you said, even like the last night, that's enough to literally kill a person. Like I'm not even trying to exaggerate that. And yeah, I, I was think, on the brink of death. Yeah, and I and I and I think like when you're playing Super Mario Bros. and you beat level ten, like. Bro, like, there's no point. Like, you're done with the game. Like, you don't, like, it's not fun anymore. Like, you don't want to keep playing level 10 over and over again. Like, mm-hmm. so, like, for me, like, if I can beat level 10 and, like, actually, like, not have to be fucking creepy, not have to, like, sexually assault someone, not have to, like, whatever, I can just fucking beat the fucking game and be like, yeah, that's alcohol. Like, there's no need for me to. <laughs> I'm just like, like yeah, there's no need for me some to go like, out on oh, Friday. Yeah. Some dudes are like, oh, I can't drink a lot because I get creepier. Some other dudes are like, yeah, I can't drink a lot or else I get really aggressive. Other dudes are like, I can't drink a lot or I, I black out and I. I I, don't, I forget where I am, and I'm like, yeah, like it just gets to a point where my body is just like, like liver toxicity has hit a critical point. Yeah, like I'm my, fully my, I'm fully aware. I'm totally in control. I'm, and then my I'm hippocampus literally goes offline, and I have no other choice but to <laughs> yeah, fucking go to then, bed. Yeah, that's literally so what it's happens. Like, it's like, what are you supposed to do at that point? It just yeah. reminds me of um, there's an anime called One Punch Man where like the character's gimmick is that he defeats every enemy with just one punch. And so it's like, if you can do that at a certain point, it doesn't really matter who the enemy is because you just, you just punch. It's just one punch. So I think to your point, when you become a pro at life, that's really the goal, right? Like we've talked about this on the other podcast. When you become a pro at life and you're doing certain things, they don't have the same effect as they do on other people. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's wild. Like, that's why, like, I, I realize like, I can't, I can't compare myself to other people. Like I'm just truly like hashtag built diff, you know, like I'm just, I'm just doing my own <laughs> thing, but I will yes, say sir. it's funny though. I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave you with a couple anecdotes here and we can wrap this up. But when you, I believe that season of no is very important. And I think like when you, when you ride through that, um, good things will happen. And I, and I had For a couple sure. inst- I had a couple instances this past weekend where I've been really stepping into this season of no and I did a couple incongruent actions or a couple incongruent actions yes, po- pose yes. themselves to me. And it was almost like a nudge from the universe that I had to just steer course. And it was very interesting. Granted, nothing negative, totally negative happened, but it's very interesting because I'm a very observant, tapped in person. So like I, I notice these things and I don't take them lightly as if they were sure. just coincidences. But sure. for example, Friday, uh, I decided to, you know, my girlfriend just got this really badass new job and she just had her first week. So I was like, you know what, let's go and fucking have um, a good fucking, you know, night together. Let's go out. Let's, let's hit town, whatever. Weather was nice. So we ended up going out and we were just chilling, listening to live music, whatever. And we've been doing this thing where, um, it's not like the best thing, but we'll just go out, just go out, find live music. But sometimes, not all the time, we'll kind of just like stay out late. Not really that we get fucked up, but we'll just stay out late and we'll just be out, like kind of just like, you know, Mosin around town, which yeah. is just like we have we have we have work and shit to do in the morning. Some like so two a.m. Yeah, like two a.m. around 2 Austin, just like walking yeah, around. Yeah, like, yeah. Seeing like what the fuck is up. Yeah, we're just doing that kind of shit. We'll come home, we'll smoke, we'll go to bed. People but, like, watching. We'll, no, I like yeah, that. but but the thing is, like, we know we were talking about it. We we're like, why do we just go out to go out? We should probably like be mindful about that. Maybe just like not go out because it's kind of in line with the whole season of no. Like, there's no need to do these mm-hmm. things, whatever. So Friday, we were kind of doing that where we were like going out and kind of like I realized like we were going back to the same bar for the second time on Friday. We were kind of just looping a little bit. And I don't know, like it it, it was a fun night. But on the way back, just like a normal night, like normal, I've done this thousands of times. We were getting out of the Uber at our house and we were going inside. And I just calmly walked inside, was putting my my keys down and everything, getting ready for bed. And I just realized I had my phone on me. 
And I'm like, that's strange, probably down the stairs. And it was just so like nonchalant, like, oh, this is probably down the stairs. Then I go downstairs and I realize it's not down the stairs. Mm. And I just, I just kept my calm because I knew like either it's in that Uber or, and I knew I had my find my friends and all that yeah, kind of stuff. You, you just go like shit at that point. Yeah. Like, oh, but then God. within, within five minutes, you know, my girl called my phone. The Uber driver was nice enough picked up and he was like, yep. I have your phone, you know, I'll bring it back, whatever. In my mind, I was playing cool about, I was thinking, you know what? Either this guy's going to fuck me or he's going to bring my phone over. And if he does bring my phone over, the universe is just telling you like, Hey dude, Pay this guy some money, whatever. But you, sure. you were just, you were just out for no reason tonight, and you were just yeah. looking for it. Yeah. And there's no need for you to be out, bro. And it was it's funny because like unnecessary was, loss. Unnecessary, bro. You were literally just chilling. You were just chilling, and that's your phone. Sure. You make money on that thing. Like I was yeah. very upset with myself in the moment. I was like, bro, I'm fucking fasting for the next two days. I'm about to fucking like, like fucking suicide runs for the next, you know, fucking three hours. Yeah. Like I was, yeah. I was yeah. very like, cause I take that shit very fucking personally. I'm like, damn, dude. Like I really fucked myself here. Like. Number one player on the team, I fucked myself. Yeah. Um, so I was really upset about that, but it was, again, universe looming over me saying, dog, it's Friday night, you had fun with your girl, but you guys could have called it at 11. There's no need for you sure. to be out until fucking 1.30, like, fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah, that was interesting. So Saturday, I wake up, had a, made, made, made the most of the day. I was like, I'm not going to let that shit fucking rock me. I had a good-ass day, whatever. And... Uh, I was just feeling myself, bro. Like, I was chilling for the most part. And then, like, I ended up going to the gym later in the day because I was like, I need to get active. I need to get sweating. I need to get the fucking heart pumping. So I ended yep, up yep. just prioritizing my health. And I was like, you know what? This is good. And my girl texted me and she was like, hey, I'm at this, like, friend's, friend of a friend's birthday party. Like, do you want to come? And I'm just like, you know, I'm actually working out right now, but we had plans to, like, hang out later. So I was like, hey, you know, like, I'll hit you later. Like, just let me know, like, what's good. Like, I'm sure. just working out right now. I, don't, I really don't want to go around a bunch of fucking people and drink. I don't even know them. Like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's like not my scene. Granted, it's like, you know, my girlfriend's like, whatever, she, she can go hang out, but I don't know these people. I don't really have an affiliation sure. or need to. So anyways, long story short, I get ready to go and make, hang out with her at her house. And then she says, you know what? I'm still at this party. Uh, Uber's like 15 minutes away. I was like, you know, what? I'll just come grab you. It's all good. And I dressed up. I was getting ready. I had no intention of going to this party because I was just going to swoop her and we were going to go yep. like, it was Saturday night. I was just going to go pick her up and we we're going to go out and hit town. Do something, yeah. um, and I, I go by and then she pleads me. She's like, I'll oh, come inside, come inside. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm not gosh. really feeling it. And, and like, I was like, I, she's like, she texts me. She's like, come inside. I'm like, I'd rather not. Like, I really her, like don't want to. Show her friends who she just talked yeah. to for two yeah. hours about, oh, my boyfriend Sam, my boyfriend yeah, Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 then, so then you'll like this. You'll like this. I pull in. I'm like, fuck it. I'll go inside. have one drink. Be a nice guy. I go in. Everyone's fucking chill. It's a cool house, whatever. Sure. I start chopping it up. Is. I chop it up with this one guy. He's fucking nice. I'm not going to say names. Um, and the first thing he's like, oh, so you're the boyfriend. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, I'm just like, yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, who the fuck is this guy, bro? Yeah, do you want to yeah. get fucking slapped right now? Like, who the <laughs> fuck? You don't, you don't even know me. You don't even know who the oh fuck I am, God, bro. bro and dudes. at that point, these at that dudes. point, and then and then he just starts trying to talk to me You're about, crazy. like, then he starts to try to make some common ground thing, and then I lost. Every, just one thing went out the other ear, and I was You're like, I don't, I don't want to hear. Up, yeah, shut the fuck bitch. up, bro. Yeah. So and and it was funny because I'm not. I wasn't triggered at the guy, but then I the whole like looked around the whole party and. You know how how it be, bro. It's a jungle. When you're at these parties or you when you're at these yeah. situations, it's they're looking yeah. at your girl like a piece Clicks. of meat. They're oh, fucking yeah. they're fucking sure. just there, like yeah. they're yeah. just being like, Who's this guy? They're trying to socially vet you, all this shit. 
And in my mind, I'm like, bro, I don't even want to be here. Like, I, t- I literally, like, I did, like, I didn't want to, like, th- this is not, like, what I wanted to do. So I just calmly had my drink, and then I was like, let's go. And we ended up just going home. And I don't know, like, we didn't end up just, like, not doing anything. But, like, I guess, like, for me, the vibe was killed. I was like, damn, like, that, like, it was me. Like, I didn't want to go. And, and, and my girl, obviously, like, we're good. She was, she, she, we're fine. She was, she was like, I know you don't want to go in there. You should have just, like, not come in, whatever. It was fine. But I, it was funny because it wasn't about that. It was more so, like, universe, right? I, I trusted my gut instinct, season of no, not doing things because I don't want to do them because I feel a certain way. And then you end up going through and it almost just reaffirms, which is powerful. It's just like, it's For good sure. because at the end, it checks your gut. And I think, like, with that, with those anecdotes, it kind of puts a nail in the idea of season and no. I yeah. think you should yeah. listen to your gut feeling, do what you need to do, because at the end of the day, um, you're truly the one that's driving your own fucking ship. Like, I think, like, um, as long as you're moving the needle forward in your own way and you're happy and healthy, you know, mashallah. You're good, for sure. It's crazy, as an end note to your story, to think if you would have said no, all those people at that party would have had to make up some mysterious, dark and mysterious figure of this a boyfriend guy who's been yeah. bragged about all night. So they would have never been able to make their own little judgments about you when they see you. And also, as disappointed as Kat would have been, you would have been standing your ground and, and the vibe wouldn't have been killed. Oh, so, I know, for sure. The power of no, baby. Power of no, baby. Well, with that, this is the Do Nothing Podcast, an episode yes, about absolutely nothing. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it.